Welcome back to the My Love of Golf podcast for the last time in 2019. Rocket, you're on the other end of the line on the road. Rocket on the road this week. How are you, buddy? I'm very good. Thank you, Roscoe. How about yourself? Um, excellent. Thank you, young man. Excellent. I've just jigged to the uh, My Love of Golf theme tune for the last time for the year and already looking forward to what 2020 has in store. Now, mate. As I said, you're on the road. You're on holidays. Have you got Team Rocket out there on the road? Where are you, mate? Not Victoria. No, certainly not in Victoria. Did a bit of a, uh, a high-tail drive all the way up uh, north to sort of avoid some of the bad weather that was coming. Uh, so we've got uh, Team Rocket on the road. So we're uh, currently in a caravan park. So any background noise, to apologise to the listeners. It's, uh, it's a little bit noisy out here. So, yeah, we're just parked outside. Um, I'm reading Neil deGrasse Tyson Astrophysics for People in a Hurry. So reeling about, reading about actual physics, um, looking over at uh, Sagey Rocket, the 16-year-old with the uh, periodic table on the back of her uh, Microsoft Surface. Um, and, um, you know, Bryson's probably got a periodic table, a periodic table of the amount of times he gets uh, physics wrong in the uh, calendar year. Um, so, yeah, so it's, it's good. To, uh, the weather's nice here. Uh, the company's nice. I'm getting an, the odd funny look from Mrs. Rocket. Um, as she's staring at me in this uh, under the caravan light outside here, so, but uh, it's all good. We're all good. So you're you're where are you? The Gold Coast or uh, where are you? Just a little bit south of the Gold Coast at the moment. So we're parked down here for a few days and then Tweed Heads. Go a little bit further. Yep, Tweed Heads. So you're in, New, you're in gonna, New South Wales. Well, you know, I could probably walk no. out the front gate. I could walk out the front gate and probably be in Queensland. Yeah, right. And well, then uh, after a few days here, then we're going to roll up to uh, early, you know, up to early beach, and uh, you know, a big, uh, big old uh, caravan park up there that looks pretty sick. So we're going to base ourselves there for about three weeks. You're covering some, awesome. covering some miles. For those in Australia, you'll be pretty conversant with the amount of distance that Rocket's covered there to take the uh, team Rocket on holidays in the caravan, towing the. Uh, what is it, a Jayco or a Millard or what have you got there, mate? Uh, no, so we are unfortunately not sponsored. We're not sponsored by New Age. Uh, <laughs> what do you got? Geez, what, I'm, what I'm dropping you, brands. What, yeah, are you, new age. what are you rocking there? New Age. New Age. Yeah, it's a New Age Gecko, 19 foot, customised. Um, wife put the uh, Mrs. Rocket put the uh, the Mrs. Rocket touch on it with all the finishings, make it look like a comfort of creature comforts at home. Uh, and it was one of the few vans where you could customise to fit um, all the uh, the little rockets in the uh, caravan. Now, I'm sure that we've got some uh, caravanners uh, listening in uh, to the My Love of Golf podcast that are that are also of the golfing fraternity. And if you are on the road, drive safely this uh, holiday period and uh, be nice to your fellow campers. A new age 19-footer. Now, there's, I'm, I'm intrigued and sorry, I'm going to go off on a tangent here. This is not golf at all, but this is caravanning. <laughs> My love of caravanning, you could call it. Do you have a, like, has that got, like, a bathroom inside? Is that that big? Or you still got to use yep. it for, yeah. Okay, so you got yep. a bathroom. bathroom, shower. Yeah, right. Little kitchenette, four bunks, and a fold-out double from the front. And a nice bit of storage. Just gets the job done. Okay. What sort of, uh, what sort of beast do you have to have to tow something like that? You know, you need something fairly powerful, yeah? Uh we're running with a uh, 2015 X5 at the moment. Yeah, right. Probably needed to get a bank loan to pay for the juice to tow it, tow it up there, the price of juice at the moment here in Australia, mate. It's, and it's hey. only going to get worse. Well, there's a, there's, a, there's a reason why I'm trying to shill myself on this uh, podcast to as many sponsors as humanly possible. <laughs> <laughs> Rock, 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 Rocket doesn't have a lot of... Lot of, uh, lot, lot of um, um, cash to rub together to uh, buy golf equipment because he's shelling it out on, uh, Towing on the, um, Miss, Mrs. Rocket's uh, beast that tows the caravan. Look, if, if you're somewhere between Tweed Heads and Early Beach and you want you know to do a, a live signing with Rocket, just hit him up, he'll turn up. He'll turn up and hit some golf balls or do something. <laughs> Five bucks a ball. You know, you've got a corporate day happening, you want someone to ping two, 220 yarders down the middle of the fairway nearest the line for you for five bucks, Rocket will turn up. <laughs> Turn up the opening of an envelope. He's in. Hey, um, mate, so it's only fitting at the, what are we, the 30th of December, December. New yeah. Year's Eve tomorrow night, that we sound off for the year 
Uh, it's been a couple of weeks, you know, digesting uh, the President's Cup and we haven't had the chance to catch up, played a little bit of golf and just I've been flat flat chat in the, uh, in the golf biz and you've been flat chat interviewing in your world. But it's yep. only appropriate that we catch up and just, I guess, have a little bit of a reflection on the year that was, the year that Rocket joined the My Love of Golf podcast. And I think we've surpassed 50-something episodes. I've lost count now, there's that many, but... Uh, I couldn't have done it without you, my friend. It's been an absolute pleasure. It was a ma- it was a ma- masterstroke of me um, picking you out of the crowd there, a crowd of one that I picked out of Peninsula Kingswood fellow talent, members. You're just a talent spotter. That's exactly right. And your opening dialogue there would leave our listeners in no doubt the reason why you are here because you know here you are reading books on physics you've got your family sitting around you listening into what you do here mrs my love of golf is probably going to be going you spend all that time talking to that bloke about that so you know you're probably telling a few trade secrets here but you've got young sage rocket you know looking at the table of elements she's on holidays mate goodness grapers give, yeah, give the kid doing a, homework she's doing homework on holidays she's the, a machine give the kid a rest but uh you know there we go he's a absolute machine no wonder you like bryson you know, you're reading physics books as well mm. Mm. yeah Mate, Real just, physics. can you just remind everyone what you yelled out at bryson in the fanatics mode at the president's cup can you say it again so the whole caravan park can hear you terminal velocity <laughs> If you heard Rocket yell at terminal velocity, please let us know. I want to verify it. Hey, um, so anyway, 20, 2019, you've come up with this uh, idea for this podcast to announce some awards. So the My Love of Golf Awards, we could probably make that a thing. It's probably got that much of a juicy ring to it. The My Love of I Golf. I think the listeners are going to want it. The My Love of Golf Awards for 2019. We won't go on too long, but uh, we've, you've got some here that uh, I'm going to we go straight to the top, you know, the POTY? Player of the year. Player of the year. It's a very, very, very strong field. So who, who have you got in the, in the category for player of the year? There's the obvious one, my boy. My boy, Roars. Roars. Yeah. The, um, the Anakin, Anakin uh, McElroy, um, the chosen one who's now um, become a Sith Lord of Ponte Vedra. Star Wars out now in, in cinemas near you. Yep. Watch um, Rise of Skywalker. It's fantastic. Um, and so, you know, he had a very, very good year. Wasn't didn't really deliver too much in the majors. Um, so, you know, he did win Player of the Year on the PGA Tour. I would also put... Um, Tiger Woods in there, you know, he had a few lulls through the year, but anyone that's, you know, wins a major and a few other tour events and still finishes, you know, for the year inside the top 10 in the world, considering the number of tournaments he doesn't play, um, is definitely um, worthy of a mention. Then my man Brooks, my man Brooks, you know, you know, finishes second in the Masters, you know, wins, you know, defends the USPGA, finishes second in the US Open, and then finishes fourth in the in the Open Championship. I nearly said the British Open. The Open Championship. Well, what? Looks like looks like the little monkeys are uh, not going to sleep, and Mrs. Rocket is very unhappy. So um, there, there are three so there those, are three little those... mo- three little monkey triplet monkeys. Uh, for the <laughs> listeners who don't remember that Rocket is a man of triplets. <laughs> so. They're the three uh, candidates for the well, player of the year. I'm going to throw in my other boy uh, also from uh, the Emerald Isle and, and he got a mention num- a number of times on the Mile of Golf podcast and that's my boy Shane Lowry. So I'll put him in the candidature. He's he, he probably not going to win, but who is you, I'll tell you who my my golfer of the year is. Can I can I have one and you can have one? Or is that how we're going to do this? Because this is absolutely unrehearsed. This you you have your pick mm-hmm. who you think and then then I'll go I would never have guessed that I would have been anointing this person as my player of the year for 2019 or player of the year forever ever again in a past life past previous times yes but I never would have thought I would have come around to saying the name Tiger Woods 
as my player of the year for 2019. And let me tell you why, Rocket Man. Yes, the Masters, phenomenal. It was one of the greatest moments in sport. Don't need to go over that. Everyone knows that. But if I reflect on the last few weeks in Melbourne and, you know, what Tiger Mania, and we saw a resurgence of Tiger Mania in Melbourne, and if anyone saw that firsthand, it was me being down there with you on the Thursday and I, I stayed away. I didn't have the opportunity to go down on the Friday, the Saturday and the Sunday, but from all reports it was maniacal. But I spoke to dozens and dozens and dozens of people coming through to buy President's Cup gear and do whatever that were just infatuated with, with the Tiger Man. So for the fact that he has put some life back into the game, much-needed life back into the game, and especially here in Melbourne, and put help put Melbourne and the Sandbelt and the great game on the map in Australia with maybe some consequences, you know, that the, the you know, the Pontevedra people are looking at, you know, Australia and this part of the world as a legitimate venue to have legitimate tournaments. Tiger gets my player of the year. What do you think wow. about that? What do you think about that? Do you know what? What? Oh, just now, I've changed my mind, and I will concur, and I'll add some more colour to it, because I didn't expect you to say that one, so that one's throw me, throw me for a sixer, but I will concur on that one, because I remember back to, remember back to the Masters podcast, and I picked Tiger, and I said why, I said, because imagine what a win Tiger would be, you know, Tiger at the Masters would do to the game of golf, you know, considering where he's come from, you know, his trials and tribulations, all the operations. And if you think, you know, in your point, talking about the President's Cup, if you take Tiger away from the President's Cup, would it have been the same event? And you think about what happened during that President's Cup and the, 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 the microscope that was placed on the sand belt and the courses, not just for all Melbourne, but in the area and Melbourne golfing scene the the after effects of that will will continue to reverberate for probably the next decade so i will change my vote and i will second yours because it's not just about the let's call it the my love of golf rules it's not just about your wins but it's what's the impact on the game well, that's what I that's, that's what I went with, and uh, and I'm surprised that you've I love it. seen my way. I'm surprised that you've come around because I'm going to hazard a guess. Let me has let me. <laughs> this is where you, this is where you jump in and go, Brooks, Brooks, Brooks. Yes, it was. Yes, it was Brooks. Yes, yes, it was Brooks. I'm surprised because that you you swayed. not just the majors performance in the majors, but also his impact on the game, the calling out of slow play, the calling out of people who were just complete flogs and confronting them and willing to confront them on the practice screens. He's just, he was a con he was also a content machine this year. And, you know, you know, and the listeners know that I have a, a borderline obsession with Brooks. And that's probably why I didn't spend as much time at the president's cup as what I'd planned to, because my man Brooks wasn't there. Mm. So, but yes, but no, your um, articulation of what Tiger did and has meant to the game and I humbly agree and is a more than worthy winner of um, my love of golf 2019 player of the year hold on hold on hold on I think I've got a sound sound effect for that hold on hold on hold on <laughs> no wrong button Ross you fool <laughs> there you go well done tiger Come to the stage and collect your award. Oh, jeez. If there was ever a moment to, for me to hit the right button, not the wrong button, that was then. I failed. Sorry, Rocket. Apologise. I mean, I'm, I'm an embarrassment. Uh, Rocket, so the next award on your list is the villain of the year. I like yes. it. Yes. Yes. The villain of the year. Uh, mm. Proudly sponsored by AeroGuard. Um <laughs> Aerogard. Because they're just, yeah, you know, Aerogard just likes to deflect all the bugs and the bugbears and the things that bite you and just annoy you every day. 
So the villain of the year, it was a jam-packed, it's a big field that were really vying for villain of the year. I cannot believe how many players were really gunning for this award in 2019. Well, there, there, are um, cu- there are a couple of obvious ones, and we'll leave that. But who, who are the lesser knowns uh, for villain of the year? Rocket? Oh, well, he started out quietly, and he came on with a real storm to the end of the year. But uh, Patrick Reed, he, I, I think he really came on strong. He was, he was pushing really hard. I, I think he's seen the leaderboard. Um, coming into the uh, the end of the season. Oh, hang on. Another plane flying overhead. Give me a second. It's a VQ375 en route from Sydney to Gold Coast. It's an urgent flight, I think. Yeah, that's why I said VQ. Going to Sydney. There you go. Okay, I can't, you can't actually hear it, Rocket, so, you know, your, your technology oh. that you've got up by your eardrums is perfect, if, man. Don't if, worry. If, if you can't hear it, Trust me, no, with that thing flying overhead, I can't hear anything. Um, so um, yeah, I think he saw. I think Patrick saw that he was just he was not in the top ten of villain of the year running, and um, he just came on really strong in the tail end of the year. You know, I'm trying to sort of um, you know secure the award. Um, we also had um, you know he, you know the, in the complete opposite. You know we had our man Sergio. He came on really strong at the start of the year and and. And petered off at the end. Um, we had a few players out there. His, his advisors have been on holidays for a while. They haven't had much to do. Oh, look, I think they were contracted. I think they've been contracted. So I think, um, um, you know, Patrick Patrick Reed had tried to um, secure them, um, <laughs> but I think I think um, they just went, yeah, nah. Um, uh, they, I think they were just they were just hanging around with um, with Kucha. And um, showing that um, you know they can they can turn anything into um, a positive, so they've been contracted out to Kucha, and Kucha really needed them through the year. And then we had a few players that were out there driver doping, you know Xander and uh, um, Corey Connors. So um, you know there were a few players out there that were really pushing the envelope. And also we had um, Pacecar, Pacecar Holmes. Mm. Um, yeah, he massive was also villain. Um, massive villain. Yeah, he was. He was pushing for uh, villain of the year honors. Yeah, it wouldn't be. Um, it would be remiss of us not to mention the people who got re- uh, well. One person in particular got relegated from the villain of the year category uh, this year. Would have been. Would have been. Would have been a top one, two, or three selection in any other year other than this year. And he did cop a mention in the podcast. Uh, can't remember what episode, but our boy Kevin Nah relegated from villain of the oh. year this year. Look. I will, and you know, yes, I have said that Kevin Nair has been notorious. But the thing that I admire from the man is that he owns his mistake, and he's trying the best to improve himself. And the results speak for themselves. He's won twice since he's been trying to improve the uh, the uh, speediness or the uh, slowness of his play. So he's uh, he's bearing fruits. And the fact that he actually admits that he has a problem is the first way, is the first step into uh, any sort of resolution. So kudos to him. Look, and there's a good podcast for uh, Kevin Nart to listen to. It's called the Mental Mastery Golf Podcast, hosted by Jamie Glazier and Ross Flanagan. If he ever wants to uh, keep tuning up his mental game, which uh, which we slated him for being fragile with, he might listen to the Mental Mastery Golf Podcast at any stage. That's an ad. Rocket for the Mental Mastery Golf Podcast. That's that's a well, plug. that's a I, shameless I, I, plug for another podcast which I am part of with my friend and yours, Jamie Glazier. Well, you, you know that I've also been taking some of those um, the um, eight brain hacks, and I've already been starting to implement some of those. So even while I'm on holidays, um, I've got the recording of me absolutely compressing the shizen out of a few balls on the range at uh, Peninsula nice. and also stroking the absolute eyes out of a few on the uh, putting green as well. So I've recorded them and I do watch those videos at least a couple times a day. No, very good. It's uh, another little project of ours, the Mental Mastery Golf Podcast. Jamie Glazier, one of the game's best mental performance coaches. Coaches on tour with uh, a couple of Australian guys, just helped uh, – one of his clients make it to the Corn Ferry Tour 
and uh, I really am learning a lot from sitting alongside him. So that was maybe just... the maybe that maybe the segue, you know, could be uh, mental mastery from villain to victory. Well, exactly right. So Kevin, Nart, if you're listening, jump on. So mate, uh, who is the villain of the year? Brrrt. I can actually make a sound for that too. <laughs> I, I I really thought, you know, that honourable mentions would have to go for. Um, Patrick Reed, because he, he really come on strong at the tail end of the year with some blatant cheating and also taunting of the crowds at the President's Cup. Um, and then you also had Sergio Sergio Garcia, um, who was a repeat offender for being just... Um, oh, he's just a terrible person when it comes to golf etiquette and things like that and uh, having his advisors out to help him. But for the, you know, 2019, just a, a, a really sh- – for consistent form over the year. Hold on, Rocket. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. It is. Matt Kuchar. To the <laughs> Cooch. Steam shovel. Steam shovel Kuchar. There is someone that is yeah. – can anyone have done more damage to their reputation in 12 months than Matt Kucha? Like, seriously, he's gone from the smiling sort of, you know, southern oaf walking around the fairways where everyone going, Cooch, to he stiffed his caddy in Mexico. There's some other stories that have spat out of that. He's then also um, com- tried to get a drop from and, and claiming that the ball had actually created the indentation when it didn't. So it was complete just fabrication of the lies of, of the rules. On top of that, he's then complained about, um, I think it was a particular lie. Oh my God, this plane's going to fly overhead. Particular lie. And can you, hang on. I can hear you, mate. Pause. Oh, you can hear me? Good. For the planes, for the plane spotters out there, what's the rego? <laughs> Oh, it's so loud. It's ridiculous. I can hear. I can. We can hear. I think that's Qantas. Okay. It's Qantas. I think I might be going to Canberra. Okay. Um. So um, yeah, and then the other one where he he's you know, eking for a free drop from an area where he's claiming there's water, and you know, one of the old PGA Tour officials there gave him this drop after Kutcher had complained four times and asked for multiple rulings, then was caught on camera basically taking his shovel and his spade from his kids and then digging a moat around his golf ball um, because he thought that these were rocks or loose impediments when essentially it was sand. A million loose impediments, otherwise known as sand granules. Well, it was a joke. (laughs) Absolute joke. And 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 the commentator from the European Tour said it the best and he just said, give him a shovel and call it what it is. The joke. Yeah. But yeah. Worthy worthy villain of the year, but it was a really, really, really close contest between he and Patrick. Very Reed. tight field. Tight field. Mm. Tight field. Well, good choice on that. I shouldn't have given him applause. I should have given him crickets. I can I can do the cricket noises in a bit. But uh yeah, anyway. <laughs> I'm still learning the technology here in the studio, mate. It's got stuff everywhere. Hey, um, okay. So we've got a couple more awards. Influence of the year. Social media content creator category. Oh, look, I'm not even going to mention. Look, Bryson has been a contributor. Um, Most of the other players, European tour players, have been contributors, but there's one and only. There's only one. Like, Mm. let's not beat around the bush on this one. We don't need to because we know who it is. Everyone everyone who listens already knows who it is. (laughs) Even, even Even I've started the bloody put on my own swing videos and iron videos, hitting bombs and attacking pins. I'm not even left-handed. There's only one. There's only one. That is our man, Lefty. <laughs> Phil Quan Carves. Oh, dear. Phil Quan Carves. Fireside with Phil. You know, as you said, attacking pins, hitting bombs. There is only one person that is creating content on the internet. Look, Bryson create content creates content for me, but for content for everyone 
as is evidenced by the fact that you talk about even hitting bombs and attacking pins, there is only one. And you know what? The absolute shame is that this man has only found social media in the last 12 months. Imagine all the things that we could be exposed to for the last 10 years if he actually dabbled in it. He's just, he is amazing. I love, I love me some lefty. That's yeah. for sure. No, he obviously shows uh, a very lighter side of Phil and, you know, he's a, he's always been a pretty much a favour of a lot of people, but there's some people that have, you know, never, never really warmed to lefty, but he's, he's pretty much been on the majority side of being in favour with the people. He's had some some run-ins with the uh, officials and run-ins with crowds and whatever else, but he's always maintained a, a pretty positive and upbeat sort of demeanour and, and vibe, you know, with the funny, weird thumbs-up thing that he does. You know, like, what is with that funny little thumb? It's not even a thumbs-up. It's like a, a thumb pressed into your fist and sort of canted off on the on the weird angle. You know what I'm talking about? Like, yep. You know, he, he's always been pretty happy to give that weird thumbs-up thing going on, but uh, he just has taking it to a next level. So he is a worthy winner of Influence of the Year in the social media content creator category. And and the one he finished the year on, his Christmas one with Santa. <laughs> <laughs> Santa, why didn't why didn't we get a victory in the Ryder Cup? Um, oh, oh, what was the context of it? I can't remember the context of it. Oh, no, it was the, I didn't get a victory in the Ryder Cup. And then Santa goes, oh, you were naughty. Remember the... the the US Open with that putt, and he's like, "Oh yeah, of course." <laughs> yeah. And if anyone doesn't remember, it's uh, Phil just sort of um, when cha- borderline when breaking the rules, doing the reach over and just tapping it while the ball's moving. Um, like the putt that you that do was, when you've when you've just yeah. you know missed the putt for a, for no points, and you just tap it back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly. He, he was just playing in the US Open. That's all. Um, oh, all right. So I actually haven't read this far down the list, uh, so I'm reading the rest of the uh, awards for the first time. So let's hope that they're all uh, all above board here. So the next award, the Coulda, Shoulda Cup, Loads of Talent Goes Missing category. Yep. So the Coulda, Shoulda, Coulda, Shoulda, Woulda. Oh, look. Who have you got? I, I don't even know. I, I couldn't even start to think who would uh, who I would nominate for that category. Look, the field is strong. Mm-hmm. The field is strong. We've got, um, we've got, uh, you know, armor back day. So, you know, Jason Day, a lot of talent. Mm. Coulda, shoulda, woulda in 2019. Just, mm. I don't know, he's, I think he's quite content to, I don't know, do some skiing in Ohio in the winter. I don't know, something like that. Um, I we s- also have. Did I, did I mention that I saw some pictures of Jason Day's house? Phenomenal. Is it sick? Oh, mate. So there's a reason why he doesn't want to come and fly in Australia? He doesn't need to leave the joint. It's bloody (laughs) massive, big simulators, massive, big backyard. You know what I'm Googling in the next hour. Um, um, So Jason Day, um, I think Jordan Spieth. I don't know if it's more of a talent goes missing. I think his talent's just lost, or it could be just a mental thing and he's overthinking it. but if you want to talk about terminal velocity, his world ranking is reaching terminal velocity at the moment. It's going down very, very fast, very fast. But this is going to be controversial, and I know this one's going to rub you the wrong way. The coulda, shoulda, woulda, Rory McIlroy. For his performance in majors. Mm. Mm. Yeah, well... It does grate on me because I am a fan of the Roars, but I can see where you've gone. But he's player. He's yep. someone. He's player. Someone's player of the year out there. You know, how can he be a coulda, shoulda, woulda? Well, according to the PGA Tour, he's won a major. Just happens to be the Players' Championship, which is mm. a major, and they're trying to make it the fifth one. Yeah, that's a yeah, And that's why he's Anakin, Anakin McElroy. Oh well. I'll back you up on that. I get it. I get why. I totally get why you've put him in the coulda, shoulda, woulda. And you know, for me, the moment that sticks out is when uh, he went back to um, uh, what was it? The event in uh, Switzerland. Where he blew it again. Oh, 
where he blew it again. Like it was like a carbon copy repeat of eight years before where he blew his first ever, you know, European tour win type situation and blew it again. Oh, he's got so much talent. It's just, and that's the thing. I know I pick on him a lot, but he's just got so much talent. He shouldn't be doing what he does in majors, whether yeah. or not it's a mental thing. And maybe it is. Maybe it is because he has the game. I, I thought he turned it around at the players because he was doing things and hitting shots that he normally wouldn't hit. And I thought, you know, he's he's gearing himself up for a big 2019. And sure, he had a big 2019, but it was in, you know, if, if it's all about your legacy, it was in events that really don't matter. Mm. Do you think that we'll only see Rory in the States pretty much in 2020? Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can't. Outside of a few European events and other places that just pay him uh, a bucket load of cash, you know, I, I can't see it. And it's a shame that he hasn't even. I don't. I can't remember the last time. Well, you know, we did bring him down for the Australian Open for a couple of years. Yep. And he was victorious and glorious on uh, one of those occasions. Um, but you know, it'd be good to see him back here again. Well, let's uh, keep our fingers crossed that Rory might come back down and grace us with his presence in Australia. I'm not sure that will happen, but anyway. The next one, SWAT Team Perpetual. <laughs> the SWAT Team Perpetual. Yeah, in, this in, is, the, um, in the player knocking down the doors category. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, dear. Yes. So this is, you know, what are those players that are just beating down the door and, you know, rising sort of up the ladder? You know, there's plenty of the young guns that have sort of come out on, onto the tour. Uh, there's plenty of players, you know, I still think, you know, even, you know, with injury riddled sort of, you know, sort of interrupted year, Justin Thomas, I still think is an unfulfilled talent and he's still sort of knocking down the doors. Um, and you, you've got the likes of a lot of other younger players that are coming through on both tours as well. But I, I still think the standout and the person that is uh, worthy of this award, and he definitely showed himself at the President's Cup, even though I have uh, accused him of being a driver doper, you know, young Xander Shoffley, um, he is definitely the uh, SWAT uh, perpetual trophy winner and worthy winner of knocking down the doors because he did contend in a couple of majors this year. Um, and his game is definitely built for the big stage. And, you know, he's, he's really only been on a feature on tour for a few years now, but he's definitely got the game um, to, to, to take it forward, you know, in 2020 and beyond. Honourable mention would have to go to Mr. Patrick Cantlay. So he he himself also has been sort of knocking down the door in 2019 and he has his own story as well. So, you know, he was sort of unlucky to not win this award, but Xander Shoffley is a very worthy winner of uh, of this because he, he is definitely uh, at the door kicking it in, that's for sure. Well, if we were going to have five pounds on who might kick a door down the most effectively, to use your analogy, if we didn't have five pounds on my guy Bobby Mack in this category, I don't know why he didn't even get a mention rocket. uh, Jeepers, weepers. I said European. I I didn't say Bobby Mack. I apologise. But definitely he is coming on like a freight train, that's for sure. The boy's been on every every magazine cover in every country in Europe. Uh, The the guy's going to win a major. He's he's a he's he's a he's a born winner. Well, as, he is a born know, winner, that boy. The reason he's on the reason he's on those covers, Roscoe, is because you spotted him early, and they've just caught wind. They've obviously listened to some of the My Love of Golf podcast pre the British Open. Oh, excuse me, the Open Championship, and they've gone. Oh my God, they found this dude, Rocket, to do this podcast, and then he's now talking about this guy Bobby Mack. We better put him on some covers. Because Roscoe is a talent unearther. If you want to know more about Bobby McIntyre, the my uh, friends over in Scotland uh, that do, um, oh jeepers weepers, what's it called? Talk golf, talk golf Scotland. So they do a podcast. They're over in Fife. So there's about three or four guys over there that do a, a great podcast. That's been sort of top three and four in the golf podcast. 
category in the UK for a while now. Just like us, just a group of guys in a little 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 town at a driving range that get together once a week and do a podcast. They're up to about 67 episodes. I pulled it up as we talked. They've interviewed Bobby Mack back, uh, whatever, episode 65. So back in early December, they've interviewed Bobby Mack. So if you want to learn more about Bobby Mack and what a legend that boy is, not to take anything away from Xander Schufele, but uh, go and have a listen to Bobby Mack. You'll at least get a little bit of Scottish into you. Anyway. <laughs> I love you, Bobby. I love you, Bobby. What are you, Bobby? <laughs> I can't wait to see Bobby Mack win something and I can replay it over you, to you. Okay. So let me bring it up. This is the last category. You're the voice trying to understand it. Um. <laughs> That's the John Farnham Memorial Trophy. So players making a comeback in 2019 category. So for for those of you overseas listening, Johnny Farnham has made more comebacks than I don't even know what to. Lazarus. Yeah, there you go. Um, He was an Australian rock star from the 60s. I don't know about rock star. He's a. Call him a pop star. I remember, I remember in the days before I could even dance, I was too shy to dance. We would go to golf camp at the New South Wales, what's now the New South Wales Institute of Sport down there at Narrabeen Lakes every year. And that's probably the first ever song that I danced with a girl to. Johnny Farnham. Sadie the the cleaning lady. Could have been, Rocket. You weren't there. (laughs) I was. I danced to Johnny Farnham in 1983. And he's still, he's still kicking about. So with that little description for our overseas visitors, uh, guests uh, and listeners who haven't um, had the pleasure and experience to listen to, you're the voice trying to understand. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> John Farnham. It must be the end of the year. Um, who is the John Farnham Memorial Trophy in the players making a comeback category for 2019? Rocket, over to you to announce the winner. Look, let's not beat around the bush. It's the big cat. If, mm. if, if this was awarded to anyone else, I should be taken out the back and beaten with a bad golf club. Like, <laughs> the man has had more operations on his back than, I don't know, most people in Los Angeles have had probably on their lips. And... He was, his career and his golfing career was pretty much dead and buried. He was probably never going to play golf again. And he he even openly admitted that he'd probably never play again. Um, He struggled to even get out of bed. He struggled to be able to play with his kids. And then you fast forward to one, his comeback in 2018, which I thought was just amazing. And him winning once. If he'd never won again, it would still be classed as probably one of the greatest comebacks ever. But the fact that he comes out and then he wins Masters, contends in some others, wins another event at the end of the year, is playing captain, selects himself. So he puts pressure on himself to perform as the playing captain because he selected himself as a captain's pick and delivered at the President's Cup. Like... Hollywood couldn't write a story like this. Tiger Woods, the big cat, ultimately deserves this award for the comeback, not only of 2019, but probably one of those... Arista Brothers Beans are crushed with care. Seriously. He's on his fourth swing. Like, who rebuilds their swing this many times and continues to play at at the highest level? And you think, his... It's not the best tiger, but his worst is still better than most. What is he? Sixth in the world? He's sixth in the world with his full swing, and he's still not peak tiger, yet he can mix it with them. That just goes to show the, the, the mark and the medal of the man. Impressive. Super really impressive. Well, he deserves that award. I concur 100% and... Rocket, I apologise. Did you hear that uh, music come through the uh, through the recording there? No. All right. I'm not sure if it'll actually make it onto the recording. I was 
trying to bring up when you were saying uh, he's had more operations. You were, I, I got a vision in my head of the you know we were talking about the eighties there before. Steve Austin, the six million dollar man. Remember Steve Austin, the six million dollar man. <laughs> da, na, na, na. And I was trying no. to bring up. I was trying to bring up because I'm playing with all this stuff here. I was trying to bring up the music. So if you hear, it was actually YouTube playing on the phone that, that, <laughs> that cut you off there for a second. So I apologise for the listeners if you heard. Uh, that was me playing around, not concentrating on rocket. Uh, giving oh, out that's all the right. final Look, award. It's the, it's the it's the final podcast of 2019. You're mucking around with the uh, the new podcast studio. I'm currently being sponsored in the tail end of this podcast by Glenn Grant, 10-year-old single malt whiskey. Of course, it's going to get a bit loose. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, no, that's a, he's a worthy winner of uh, the John Farnham Memorial Trophy players uh, making a comeback category 2019. Well, that's all the awards. I think uh, I think we're onto something there. And I think, uh, just to recap, so we've got the player of the year. I changed oh, yeah. your mind. This is this is the this goes down in history as well. Can't believe the, it. The, the, From the, Brooks. The, From Brooks. The, of all the, people. The the, the the my influence making you change your mind. So we've got Tiger Wu, Tiger Woods uh, winning the Player of the Year category, the Villain of the Year with Matt Kuchar, the Influencer oh, yeah. of the Year social media content category creator, uh, Phil Lefty Mickelson, the Coulda Shoulda Woulda Cup, loads of talent goes missing. Anakin McElroy. Anakin McElroy. That's Rory McElroy for all of the people in Ireland and Northern Ireland and uh, the UK that listen. Thank you very much. We love you, Rory. Uh, the SWAT team perpetual player knocking down doors category, Xander Shuffle. Xander Souffle, yep. And, uh, you know, very disappointed for Bobby Mack. Didn't even get a mention by you, but... Uh, Honourable mention then. Okay, thank you. And then the John Farnham Memorial Trophy players making a comeback in 2019, Tiger Woods. Congratulations to all of you fine young men. Now, mate, what does 2020 look like for the Rocket Man in the world of golf? What are you, well, you got some predictions? You got some forecasts? You got some crystal ball that you might like to words some words of wisdom? Well, if I think about the majors that are coming up, so you've got Tiger defending at the Masters, and think about this now is that he's really understanding his body, what he can and can't do, and if the weather's not cold, you know. Yeah. There's a possibility that man could defend. Like, just think about that for a second. He could defend. So it's going to be Tiger Mania right off the bat in, in April. We've got the US PGA coming up next at uh, TPC Harding Park, I think from memory. So in um, in San Francisco. So Brooks is going for a three-peat. I think the only person to three-peat. Now I'm delving back into my brain here. I think that's uh, the great Walter Hagen. Uh, was the last person to win three, actually I think the only person to win three PGAs, and that was back when it was being played as match play, uh, back in the 30s, I think it was. Um, so you know, a bit of history to be uh, potentially made there, going for a three-peat. Um, and it could be the right sort of course for the uh, the Brooksmeister. A nice, nice bit of weather on the uh, coast there up in San Francisco in May. So it'll be perfect for you. Then we roll into June 2020, winged foot, the, rene- the restored winged foot by the uh, magnificent Gil Hans has brought it back to, um, we'll call it original Tillinghouse spec. And it'll be the 50th birthday of the man who took out the Influencer of the Year Award. I'm pretty sure he'd love to be, you know, holding uh, holding aloft the uh, US Open trophy to uh, complete the career Grand Slam. He's also walking back onto the grounds of the last time that he had the cup in one hand and basically threw up all the way to the green to hand the cup to uh, um, our man, also fellow member at Peninsula, uh, Jeff Ogilvie. So Wingfoot, um, I think that'll probably be magnificent because the course being restored back to its original sort of condition um, is going to make for some interesting golf, especially those greens. They are just, um, I don't know, they're animals. Those greens are animals. And then the last major of the year, and it feels good that it is the last major of the year, as many complaints I have about moving the PGA around. Open Championship at St. George's 
So it will be uh, very interesting to see who could finish off the year. So plenty of awesome courses, with the exception of TPC Harding Park, um, to present some magnificent golf. I think it's going to be wide open. Hopefully we have a fully fit Justin Thomas, Tigers prowling, Brooksy will be um, hopefully fully rested um, over some of the injuries that he had sort of and carried through the year. I think he carried a couple of knee injuries through the year, ankle injuries as well. Um, And then the likes of plenty of other players that have sort of chipped around majors. So I think 2020 could be, I think it, I thought 2019 was exciting, but I think 2020 will be even more exciting because the expectation is just going to be up another another notch, um, especially with the big cat prowling and all these young whippersnappers um, competing against Tiger. Well, we'll call it getting their wish of playing Tiger, but they don't get to play Tiger at his peak. Um, but even Tiger's now peak is still, you know, can match it with anyone. So, And that's a part that will interest me and, you know, gather some attention from me, these young whippersnappers that, you know, were just young, small kids. You know, when Tiger was at his peak, you know, some of these guys weren't, you know, were barely kicking. And, you know, the, the days of Tiger intimidating the field, you know, we saw that. You and I lived through that and we saw what, you know, what that would do. And, and now that we've got these young guys that are just coming out of these talent factories of the, you know, the college system and they're just bombing it a long way and, you know... They don't seem to bother who who is who in the zoo because they they um, seem to have have the, have the game to be able to compete straight off the bat. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, with another you know six to twelve months under their belt, what they can deliver. Can they deliver? Will they deliver? Well, that'll be the, the, those. Well, those those sort of three players that sort of turned pro at the end of the year and have, have played their way onto onto um, have their tour cards for twenty twenty. You know, Victor Hovland, um, Colin Morikawa, and and Matt Wolf. You know, so all, all, all have been victorious. Well, two of those have been victorious. You know, though, seeing what they they produce in 2020, um, I'm definitely going to be looking out for them. You know, the fact that uh, Wolf and and uh, Morikawa made it into the tailor-made um, onesie Christmas um, photo was um, is a telltale sign, I think. I, that was a bit cringeworthy for me. It was, but I did. You know, the, yep. do you know the thing that that um, washed all all the cringeworthiness away is that someone said that'll be the closest thing. That'll be the closest to a green jacket, or no, that that'll be the closest to Rory wearing something green he'll have in his career. It's oh, hilarious. Bang! <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good, so good. I would have loved to have been the managers of these guys delivering them the email from the marketing people at TaylorMade going, uh, excuse me, Tiger, TaylorMade have sent an email and they would like you to dress up in a green Christmas onesie. You can be in the middle at the back. Like, but they got it done. Credit to them, TaylorMade. Pulled out the big guns well, again. Do you know what? Do you know what? I, I actually think... There's a, there's a part of me that thinks that Tiger, if they come up with something kooky, I actually think Tiger's probably more inclined to be in for it these days. Yeah, which then and, then and for two reasons. One, I think he's become he he's become um, I think all the problems that he's had has humbled him. Yeah, but I reckon the second thing as well, he might also be reminded of Taylor Made and what they're paying him before he even made a comeback. Mm. Yep. So you think about it, that brand made a massive investment in Tiger purely on his name and not what he was delivering. Yep. Fair, fair dues. And, fair and made the commitment and made the commitment to make clubs for him regardless of what he was playing. So that was a you know, I'll look at you know, if you if you think about it from an executive level, I know I'm a tailor-made player and I try and shill myself to try and see if tailor-made will even throw me even half a bunch. Just throw me a sleeve of balls. It doesn't matter. Um, but the the investment they've made in certain players, you've got to give them a kudos because they've, they've been picking the right ones. 
Well, if you want to hear about Tiger Woods' irons and the product development that went into that uh, set of P7TWs this year with TaylorMade, you can tune in to the My Love of Golf podcast episode number 43 where you can listen to... Where you can listen to three times. Where you can listen to my interview with Matt Beauvais, who's the chief product creator down there at TaylorMade in Carlsbad in the US, where he and I got to spend an hour together and we uh, we talked at length about the Tiger Woods P7 TWs and just exactly the level of detail that Tiger, exacting detail that Tiger put into the creation of those irons and um, having hit those irons, they're they're a beautiful iron. I I. Tried to hit them with an Xflex uh, X100 shaft <laughs> shaft in it, and the 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 head of the iron is is nothing like you've seen in terms of a TaylorMade before, obviously. But um, it's just beautiful. It's just beautiful to hit. I couldn't hit it very well because I had an X100. It was well, it's just very hard for me to swing. But you know, the few little seven irons that I just pured, they were just beautiful. But all the the lofts are different, and he's got tungsten in the in the middle in the muscle back part of it placed at different spots in different irons it's just fascinating so anyway you can tune into uh episode 43 november 11th matt Beauvais and myself chatting about all things tailor-made i think tiger is going to be the last of the maestros mm. unfortunately anyway how did we get onto that we we're talking about the tailor-made christmas card which was which i thought was cheesy but i thought was well ex- well done it was funny it was it was a good guy's little gag i still reckon that john Rahm should have been put in a santa suit <laughs> John Rahm. He just didn't look like a elf little helper in, uh, you know, standing side on in the green green suit. He would have been more suited with just a Santa suit on, I reckon. But anyway, that's uh, my creative input to the uh, Christmas card from TaylorMade. What about yourself, mate? What, what's your, you know, we've got a couple of minutes uh, before we wrap this baby up for the year. What are your own golfing objectives for next year? Uh the, f- the first objective would obviously be to just play a bit more. Um, so that would be optimal. And for me, it's, you know, definitely, you know, and we'll call it shameless plug, but, you know, you know, Jamie and I talked about this before at length is that, you know, there's the things that he teaches and talks about now that never existed when I first, um, you know, was playing at the high level in my younger days, 20 odd years ago. So, you know, implementing that, you know, you know, specifically just the ones where it's like, you know, the video of, you know, just hitting good shots and trying to train your brain to just remember what you did. Um, and, you know, for example, that one video where I was just mucking around, you know, I went down to the range at Peninsula, I was just hitting some balls and I was just, I was just thinking in my head, how do I, how do I get, to compressing the ball again Um, because it had been a while since I was getting that sound and that feel and things like that. And I was thinking back to, you know, some of the lessons that I'd had from, um, I think he now works, he's a rep for Callaway now. Uh, So Kevin Conlon, who I think is probably one of the best golfer teachers on the planet. He just makes it so simple. So when he was at Heritage, uh, we spent probably about a year. So I was trying to get my swing into this point where I could actually just be able to turn up and almost like hit it the same way all the way. So, and he had me in this, he had me at this point where I call it my unicorn and I was just absolutely just compressing the, the bejesus out of the ball and I was hitting it the best I reckon I've ever hit in my life. And I was just trying to get back to that. And I was just trying to recall the things that he was telling me and I started to recall them. And then I'm like, Oh, I should video this. Jamie oh it's like it's like so I've quickly grabbed my phone and I'm like setting it up like putting it up against the um um couple of the buckets turning it on its angle so it was like a good and I was just like recording as many as I could and found the best the best two and you know I've just posted that and I'll watch it and I can think about I can already feel and think about all the the body movements that I'm making all the things that I, I need to think about you know what I'm trying to do in my swing to be able to hit that same shot and I know that if I do that I at least 50% of the time my ball striking is going to you know go up to another level because you know when I'm hitting it like that 
um, yeah, my game really gets on. And then I, I thought, oh, I'm going to do the same thing with putting. And I know I sort of joked to you a few times on Instagram about, you know, the uh, the Pearls putting. Oh, another plane flying overhead. Do you, do you have one oh of those goodness, Pearls? so loud. Do you have one of those Pearls putting training uh, duvalakis that, that you... Oh, I'm... I'm so I bought mine online out of the US and that was purely off the back of, um, so I've got the Phil Mickelson um, short game video, which is amazing. And um, he taught, I think he showed, there were some drills, but they the dr- some of those drills came out of um, using this um, training aid that he developed with, um, with Dr. Dave Pels. And I, I, I can honestly say from a training aid perspective, this thing is amazing because it's teaching you how to put a good stroke on it because it's like what stroke allow, gets you to get the ball rolling end over end forward as fast as possible, but at the same time rolling online. And this, once you learn that stroke, there were times, especially when I was, you know, my last few years of playing pennant, um, when I was at Heritage, is that I would get some weird looks from a lot of these, you know, 16 to 20 year olds because I was like twice their age, probably the oldest person playing pennant. And there I was spending about 20 minutes on the putting green with this, with this, with this training aid, just hitting like eight, eight and 12 footers, left to righters, right to lefters with this one, just trying to get my stroke in. And that's all I was doing. That is absolutely all I was doing. And as soon as I got out on the course, you know, I was just thinking to myself, just how do I feel it? And I was just rolling the ball like an absolute, like Ben Crenshaw. I was just, I just felt like an absolute blade out there. So, cause I knew that Tita Green, some of these younger kids were just, you know, that would have me for, have me for breakfast, Tita Green. Cause some of them were quite, <laughs> were quite long. Um, and I thought the only place I'm going to get them is I have to just, just ball out on the greens. So I, I, I took it quite seriously. So that training aid helped me massively in terms of competing as some of these cats, you know, young thunder cats on the greens. So that's another one of the videos. So for me, it's the training aids or that training aid, the brain hacks playing more and just really just trying to enjoy golf and just love it. Love everything about it. The architecture, the nerdiness, more podcasting, it's going to be awesome. I'm glad you said that. I thought we, I thought we were coming. You know, I'm glad. I'm glad you said oh. that. Yeah. So we're, we're on again. Is that right? Can can we oh. announce it? We're rolling. We're we're rolling Roscoe and Rocket again for uh, 2020. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. I, I can. Is I can, that even a question? I can feel some t-shirts and some hats getting made, Rocket. So uh, all I can, <laughs> some t-shirts and some hats. <laughs> Hey, look, there's one person that will get this phrase, and that is um, Golf Guy 77, our man Chris, is that in, there's some things that have happened in 2019 that can't be unseen and will never be the same again, but just bring on 2020. And just bring on 2020. Chris will know exactly what I'm talking about when I say things that can't be unseen and things that will never be the same again. He sent me a picture today that can't be unseen. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the same one he sent me. Anyway, that's for another story. Mate, it's going to be great to have you back on board in 2020. I have really appreciated your support and everything that you've done to help me make the My Love of Golf podcast what it is today, 50-something episodes in, and whatever way, shape, or form brought us together, obviously playing golf down there at Peninsula Kingswood did, but, uh, you know, if there's one thing I'm going to pat myself on the back for is that the day that I thought that man can offer something in a podcasting sense to the golf community in Australia and the world, I was right because you do that every time I pick the phone up at some stupid late hour. You are always there for me, my friend, and you keep delivering. I know the people love listening uh, to you because they tell me. So, mate, I really appreciate everything that you've uh, helped me with and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Thank you to Mrs. Rocket. 
sitting there. It's, uh, she, I don't expect that Mrs. Rocket's still sitting in listening to your chat. No, no, an, she's, an hour she's, in. she's her, her and Sage Rocket. I can, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, the eyes, eyeballs rolled up fairly, yeah, fairly, fairly, fairly few, good few hour ago. But uh, Mrs. Mrs. Rocket, thank you to you. It would be remiss of me not to thank uh, Ma Rocket down there in uh, Tassie, who uh, continues to deliver some sweet treats. The sweet hi- treat hiatus is well and truly broken, Mrs. Rocket. I am back on board. Send the deliveries. Send the twenty twenty batch. Anytime you like, my dear. I'll come down and see you this year. I'm going to go to Tassie and play golf this year, Rocket. So, um, well, anyway. I think we might have to do a whiskey tour plus golf down mm. to Tassie. What do you reckon? Yeah, you won't get me in the whiskey tour. I'm, you know, going to my tenth year of not drinking, Rocket. Ninth year, ninth year, ninth year of no alcohol. So, uh, I, wow. I, yeah, I wear that badge as a as a proud badge of uh, of no other reason other than I stopped drinking one day and never, never, never resumed and. So anyway, that's another story, um, but yeah. So I'll, I'll be happy happy to drive, but um, <laughs> I can smell and I could and advise. I'm I'm very good on the nose with uh, with the, <laughs> the, the the wine and whiskey tasting. That's no problems. But anyway, mate, I really appreciate it, and thank you to to Mrs. Rocket and uh, for all of her patience uh, letting you go at stupid hours. I appreciate that, mate. Anyway, well, I think well, well, I well I can say thank you for inviting me first and first and foremost to. Uh, be a contributor. Uh, thank you for putting up with me because I know sometimes I can go a little bit left of centre and probably left of left of centre. Um, I appreciate the listeners for actually enjoying some of the things I I um, I do bring forward because um, I, I definitely look. I love golf and I think that it should be enjoyed. You know, have a little crack here and there. And uh, and lastly, I think. The thing that you do, Roscoe, more than anything, is that you try and bring golf to the masses. You know, your little segments that you do with other um, people. You know, I still think back to the one that you did with Clint Rice. You know, that was that was phenomenal. The one you you, you did with the, the guy from TaylorMade. You know, the fact that you've bugged Jamie for so long and now he's doing the Mental Mastery one. You know, just for me listening to a couple of episodes, um, there's conversations I already have with Jamie because when, when I play with him, but just from those episodes and the think couple of things I'm already doing, I'm already seeing improvements. So what you're delivering to anyone that actually bothers um, to want to improve themselves is you're bringing the game to the masses and you're also bringing content to people to help them with their game. So if we help them with their game, they enjoy the game more and they want to get out and play more. And then the follow on from that is then more people will want to do the same thing or they introduce another friend to the game as well. So you are just the domino effect of people loving this great game. Thank you, mate. I appreciate those kind words. So my final words are also a word of thanks. And if you are one of the people that I've had on as a guest and you're not a guest, you are a friend. And from the bottom of my heart, thank you for giving a relatively unknown person your time to uh, promote themselves and promote this little podcast out there. You took a risk and hopefully I've done your patronage on the podcast justice, but I do thank you as a friend because all of the people that have joined us on the podcast I've stayed in touch with and, uh, and will continue to do so. So thank you. But the biggest thank you goes to you who, if you've made it an hour in, still listening, Thank you to you. We're, Absolutely. We're not the big... I can waffle a bit. <laughs> not you. The listeners. The listeners, Rocket. I thank the guys who are yeah, listening. Yeah, I thank the listeners oh. that have got to this point oh, and yeah. hear me say, oh, I'm yeah. sorry that I waffle a bit. <laughs> sorry, man. I was, I was on a roll there. Um, but <laughs> I thank you for listening. You know, we're, we're not the biggest podcast in the world. We never will be. But, um, you know, we're getting close to 10,000 downloads and that's not insignificant. It's not massive, but it's... Uh, for me, every one of you that have downloaded once is, a, is an achievement and I appreciate from the bottom of my heart all of the downloads, all of the listens, all of the commentary, all of the feedback, positive, negative or otherwise. I really do appreciate it. 2019 has been awesome and 2020 is only going to be bigger. So on that note, Rocket, the other great thing that I brought to the podcast world this year 
was your very own theme tune. Music, giddy up. So let's go with that. Jeez, I hope I press the right button. <laughs> I've got to be carried away with the buttons today. So, mate, there it is. I've got the button. I know which one to hit. That's it. 2019, we're out. 2020, we'll see you back next year. Peace out. Love you.